0: If they can put that on the screen for our live event, just go to Uversion, put live event, uh, go to the live event tab. If you have a Uversion you on your phone, go to the live event tab, and then type in 43609, and it'll say Step It Up Series. And then you can follow right along with our service. You got a little extra bonus uh, sermon notes that you can take along with you and follow right along. Have you guys been enjoying the Step It Up series? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anybody been challenged? I'm gonna sign in here too. So just give me one sec. Just makes it easier. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Sorry, I am kind of stuffy and congested. So. Yeah, still I know it's been over a week. It's ridiculous. There we go. Step it up. Vision Ministries. All right. We're alive. Let's pray. Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus. Father, would you speak through your servant today? God, we are just honored to be in your house, to be in your presence. It is an honor and a privilege, Lord. Father, that we have the freedom that we have in our country to be able to worship freely. God, and to, Father, to give you, Father, worship in in an expressive manner. Lord, we're just grateful and thankful. And, Lord, we just say we love you. Lord Jesus, have your way in this service. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. We've been talking about stepping it up, Pastor Joy. uh, Last week, she brought it. Uh, Matter of fact, her mom said it's like the best message she ever heard, demoting my message that I preached that was at the top at one time. (laughs) Got demoted. (laughs) (laughs) Kind Kind of feeling salty about that, but that's all good. Okay? Uh, when, when you hear the word step it up, what does that mean to you? What does that statement mean to you personally? When you we, we hear the word step it up, what does that mean? As a church, we're going to the next level. We're going to two services. Next week, say two services. Two services. Next week. So you now have the choice of coming in at either 9.30 or 11.30. So if you want to get early... So that you can get in here, get your Jesus time on, and this will uh, have time to make it to, to see your, your favorite football team uh, play. You can do that. Or if you're the type that says, you know what, I got the football team, uh, I, got, I got it uh, recorded, and I'm going to sleep in on Sundays. I'm going to make breakfast with my family, and then we'll go to church. So now you got an option. Isn't that cool? Don't you like options? I like options. What if you went to a, a restaurant and they said, this is the only thing you can eat? I mean, I like options. Okay. Anybody here like options? I like options. As a church, we're going to the next level. So then what does next level look like for you as an individual? So the question we need to ask ourselves is, how can I go to the next level? And if you're following along on version, there's actually two questions. There's a It says, how can I go to the next level? And then you can just put your own notes right there. Why don't you go ahead and fill that out and put there. Personally, just, I'll just give you just a few moments. For you to grow, for you to go to the next level... What does that look like for you? Go ahead and type that in there if you're following along on that. Then the next part of that is a little area that says submit an answer. So it's anonymous, but just to help me, if you're going to go to the next level, why don't you go ahead and put in what that is, click that submit answer, and if this works right, I'll be able to kind of see some of that stuff, but we'll find out if that works or not. How can I go to the next level? When when uh when I was uh, praying about this message, when I was thinking about this message, the first thing that I uh, the Lord started placing on my heart was do life big. And if you uh have been with us since January, back in January and in February, we did a whole series of messages called Do Life Big, and uh we talked about giving big and going big and serving big and and just really extending uh the encouragement and uh for us as a church to take our personal spiritual walk and as a church to the next level and for instance one of the the messages uh do life big pastor joy uh thir- it's it's weird to think in january 32 weeks ago she preached this three-point message about going big and she said to go big uh we st- we have to uh, go big by starting small we go big by seeing the person uh in front of us and we go big by surrendering every day and you know and i was just kind of rehashing that and i'm like man that's good and then I was like, man, i got to re-listen to that message. And I was like, oh, man, this, that message isn't online yet. So now I have to step it up, and i got to go back, and i got to put that, those series of messages online for us. And when I, was, when I was praying, I was like, Lord, what do you really want me to share uh, 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 with vision this morning? And I really felt like, almost kind of like, sometimes we don't need a new thing. We need to just be reminded of an old thing. Okay? Actually, a lot of times we need to be reminded of an old thing. Do we have a, do we have, are there any spouses in here where perhaps as a husband, I don't know about you, but for some reason, sometimes I just have short term memory and it's selective at times and sometimes it's not selective. And so there are times when my wife would ask me to do something and then sometimes she has to do what? You. Say it again. again. Is there any, <laughs> and in some cases, again and again and again. <laughs> so, you know, and <laughs> it's the truth. Does anyone feel that? Does anyone understand that? Yeah. Okay. Amen. And, and there's lots of, if you're, a wife, if you're a wife, you can go ahead and you can raise your hand. You say, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, you know, and don't, don't like elbow her because she's raising her hand because you know it's true. I mean, how many times have you had to be reminded to take out the trash or to do something you said you were going to do? Or, I mean, it just, and so sometimes in our spiritual walk in the same manner, that's why I love, like even when we're reading in the, in the, uh, through the book of, of the epistles, Paul would even say, he says, rejoice, and then he would say, again I say, rejoice, again. Sometimes we just have to be reminded. So, so I, just want to, I just want for us to, to just remember that, that this whole Step It Up series actually is a reminder of doing life big. It really is. It's a whole reminder. It's a refresher. Think about it. We preached this eight months ago, and now on our ninth month, we're kind of like, okay, we're about to do this. Okay? And friends, this is our last service, this is our last one single service. Next week it's going to be different, it's going to be fresh, it's going to be new. So I love what what Pastor Dorentia was saying because it's absolutely true. God says he's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. Okay, so if I'm going to have to step it up, then I need to do life big. So what does it take for me to step it up? I just want to... The title of this message is called Cycle of Success. Say Cycle of Success. And the Lord the Lord kind of gave me that so I'm kind of happy about that. You know when you get something in it you sound a lot smarter than you really are. Aren't you as a follower of Christ, aren't you glad that there are gifts in operation in your life? Amen. Especially one of them being like wisdom and knowledge and all of these things that maybe you don't always work in on a daily basis? But when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you receive power and then you get wisdom and you get knowledge and, and prophecy and all these different things, man, when they're, when they're at work in your life, the, the Lord makes you look better than you really are. Some of you are good looking, but the Lord makes you even look better. You got your hair done, you can look good, but then the, the anointing and now you look fine. It's true. It's true. The anointing makes you look good. Cycle of success. Okay, so perhaps you have identified what next level looks like in your personal lives. So in order for us to go to the next level, then friends, first the very first thing we have to do is we have to commit to it. We have to have a mindset about it. Okay, friends, there are going to be mental barriers that are going to try to stop you from, from achieving that thing. So what are the mental barriers in your life that are going to stop you from committing to it? How am I going to do this? How am I going to break through this barrier? Let me say this, friends. We're going to have to commit mentally, emotionally, and spiritual to this thing. we got to commit mentally. we got to have a mindset that says, I'm going to commit myself to this. There has to be an emotional attachment that, you know what? Because guess what? Sometimes when we commit to something, how many of us know that there are times that we mess up and make a mistake and fail? Has anyone here ever been on a diet? How many of you guys have enough courage to admit that you've been on a diet? <laughs> How many of you guys are starting your diet tomorrow? <laughs> Quick question. When you committed to that diet, are you at the place you've seen yourself in your head right now? So obviously there was some sort of failure that took place. Okay? Okay. So there has, to be, there has to be a mental, there has to be an emotional, and there has to be a spiritual. Because so, we got to fight through. Because what happens all too often, emotionally, we fail, we make a mistake, and now we're like, okay, I'm going to just throw in the whole thing. I quit. Where's the big old bag of chips because I'm going to eat the whole thing? Because I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do this no more. I can't eat sea chips and seaweed and beets and whatever, whatever some of those crazy diets are. Have you heard, I mean, some of those crazy fad diets are ridiculous. Like I What was it, it Tune in Beats? Shoot, I'm going to diet from that diet. I'm good. I mean, that's <laughs> And then spiritually, friends, let me tell you this. Have you talked to the Lord about that thing you feel that you feel like, man, for me to go to the next level, I really need to have hold of this. <clears throat> Sorry. Have you talked to the Lord about it? Have you committed yourself to the Lord? Have you asked him for strength and grace to be able to pursue that thing? Because let me tell you this, you can go ahead and do it in our own strength. We can try to pursue that thing by our own merit, or we can yield it just like Pastor. That's why I wanted to bring up that thing, because she's talked about, you know, uh, we got to start small, we got to surrender every day. got to surrender that thing to the Lord and say, God, I want this. And not, I want that Cadillac, and not, God, I want that new car, and I want that new this and that. No, but personal growth, whether that's spiritual, emotional, whatever that is, that thing that's going to cause you to go to the next level. You having a new car is not take you to the next level. Okay, that just makes you look good driving around. But that's not taking you to the next level. Okay? Come on, Bishop. I hear music. Jesus. Yeah. For a first time. No, I'm just joking. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I love what Ephesians, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 says this. Because even with spiritually, friends, we have to ask God. We've got to ask for strength and grace. We've got to ask him to break any kind of curses that could be on your life. Perhaps you want to get rid of an addiction, not realizing that it actually is a generational curse that is keeping you bound and shackled. And so really, no matter how hard you try to break that thing, that el- that spirit of alcoholism has plagued you, has plagued your father, has plagued your grandfather and your father's father. Or perhaps you're trying to break from sexual immorality, not realizing that your grandma was was sexual immoral, your mother was sexual immoral, and now you're sexual immoral, and you can't break that emotional, you can't break that that stronghold on your life because it's a generational curse. So that's why we got to commit it to Him spiritually as well. But I love what it says in Philippians chapter four, verse thirteen. So friends, as you're, that's why we have to commit to it because the Lord says in His word. Say the Lord says Lord, in, his word, in His word that what I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not that I can do some things. Not that I can do half things. Not that I can do uh, you know uh, a part of, a, of something. No, he says we can do all things through through our, our our parents who strengthen us. No, through our neighbor who strengthen us, our, our our spouse, our pastor. No, those are good people to have surrounding you. But it's through Christ who strengthens you that will give you the strength, that will give you the courage, that will give give us the ability to press on because we understand that if we take a hold of this thing, it's going to honor God by going to the next level. I can do all things. Friends, understand this verse. You need to have this verse memorized. You need to have it sealed on your heart. Like it says in in, in the book of Psalms uh, 119, 9, and 11, how can a young man keep his way pure? Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Friends, we need to hide. You need to take Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 and you need to post it on your refrigerator. You need to put it on your dashboard when you're driving. You need to put it on your screen when you're looking at your phone. You need to have that verse so you know what? So every day when you're reminded, when when you have this goal that you want to go towards, that you can be reminded, I can do this. I've committed myself to this, and I know I can't do this in my own strength, and I know I'm going to have failure, and I know I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to get back up. I'm going to dust the, uh, the, the dust off my feet and off my hands, and, and I'm going to move forward because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And don't let the devil lie to you to say, you know, you can't break this addiction. Or don't let him lie to you and say, you can't have this in your life. You can't have peace in your house. I don't care how much strife you've dealt with in your, in your life. You can have peace. Don't let the enemy lie to you, man, because that's what it is. We buy into the lie. We buy into the lie. We need to commit to this thing. We need to give our all to this thing. we got to want it so bad enough that, that i got to have this. Not only do we have to commit to it, friends, we have to connect around it. If there's a goal that you have in your life, we need to connect around it. All too often, sometimes people, what they do is they have this thing that they want to go to and they're going about it in the wrong manner. Not because they're not on the right track, but because they don't have the support system to actually have it. So for instance, the person who is trying to uh, lose weight, there, is, there, is a, there are people that are just like you, who are wanting to do the exact same thing? And so, what, what we have to do is we have to connect with people around it. For instance, these are just some of the uh, uh, some of the things people posted why, why they, what they want to step up in. One person, one person put. Uh, Their goal is to, by giving God my will, they want to fully commit and yield themselves to God. There's another individual in here that wants to focus on what God has for them. There's a person here that wants to become a member and assist with serving the needs uh, as we're moving on to two services. There's a person in here that wants more dates with their hubby. (laughs) We had two in a row. That was great, huh? There's a person in here that wants a breakthrough from the pain that that's been giving them and trust God to make it through. Friends, and I guarantee you that there are some other individuals in here today, maybe you don't have a smartphone, maybe maybe you didn't uh put put your what what your thing is but there are individuals in here that in order for us to attain that thing we need to connect with people around around it that's why they have support groups if you're if you're an alcohol if you're an alcoholic and you don't know how to break that you know one of the greatest things when I when I talk to people that were former alcoholics you know what was one of the greatest strengths for them having people around them that been through it and they got on the other side of it they had a support group they have what's called sponsors, which means if you're, if you're falling or you're having a hard time and you're really trying to get over this addiction, there's somebody that you can reach out to and let them know that you're struggling. So the question is, who is it around us that's doing what we want to do or who is it that is around us that's pursuing the same goal that we're pursuing? We need to be around those people. If you're, a fit, if you're one of, if you want to get in shape or something like that you need to you need to be around a network of people that are into fitness if you if you are, are, are recovering from a, a, an addiction you need to be around people that can be a support or whatever you need to have mentors or coaches or people in your life that perhaps have been there and done that as well and we need to be able to reach out to that not only do we got to commit to it friends we have to connect around it we got to have people around us that can that, that are saying this goal in my life is worth me uh uh, looking around for people that can help me get to that thing. Amen. Do you know that's biblical? In Acts chapter 14, verse 21 through 25. I'm going to read a few verses here. Paul, this is Paul and Barnabas. They were sent out. And in Acts 14, it says, They preached the gospel in the city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystria, Idacom, and Antioch. Strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith, we must go through many hardships to enter into the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed leaders for each of them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they put their trust. After going through uh, Poseidon and uh, uh, Philippia, whatever, Uh, When uh, they preached, they went to uh, Pergurum and to Italia. Okay, understand this. Friends, Paul and Barnabas, there were people that that were committed to growing in Christ and to being followers of Christ. So what happened? Paul and Barnabas, they went and they did two things. Okay, they strengthened them and they also encouraged them. And then they went to another place and they realized that, that this group of Christians, they needed elders, they needed leadership. So then they prayed and fasted and appointed elders, coaches. Mentors, if you would call. Friends, that's why we need them both. We need to have a connection of people around us that are going in the same direction that we're going. And we gotta have people that can speak into our life, that can strengthen, that can encourage. We need people in our life that could be like a mentor or a coach and that can say, you can do this, you can go further. How how strong would a would a team be without a coach? A coach is somebody that not necessarily is in the battle, but can sit on the outside, but get, that has the perspective to bring about alignment and balance. And we need that. We need somebody that can, that can push us a little bit further, that can encourage us, that can see our shortcomings, or failures, or where possibly we have an area that could be uh, detrimental to us, and that would be have enough boldness and courage to speak that into our life in a way that's loving, say loving.) <laughs> With love. We don't need a bunch of people pointing out everybody's flaws without love, man. We need love. Amen. We need to be loved on. Look at your neighbor and say, I need, I need to be loved on. And look and tell them, say, you need to be loved on. Friends, we don't need to come to church to get beat up on. We need to come, we need to, come to, the, to the house of God, which is like a spiritual hospital, to be encouraged, uplifted, appointed, anointed, and released. Not only do we have to connect around it, we have to count the cost. Say count the cost. Count the cost. Ooh, count the cost. So the question is, what in me has to change for me to achieve this? This is counting the cost. So if you, if you for instance, I don't know, I'm just making up stuff. So, so what if in, for your life, what if your next level is to say, say no to, to cigarettes? Let's just say that. I'm just making up something. So that's the next level for you. I mean, you feel like the Lord just really prompting you. You know it's a bad habit. You know you'll save a lot of money. And you know you'll die of cancer if you don't stop. <laughs> and you, I'm, okay, I'm just being silly. But the, the truth, okay, on, on the real though. Look at your neighbor, say on the real though. On the real. On the real though, okay. And so, so what is it, why, you, you really, in order for you to quit that habit, you need to go back to the reason why you started the habit in the first place. So what is it in you that has to change for you to stop doing that? Okay, because it's not just that you're now addicted to nicotine. No, there was an emotional something, a, a mental uh, something that caused you to, that attachment. To now, that is a, that is a way of getting release. When somebody gets frustrated, they got okay. I got to go smoke a cigarette. So, what is it inside that caused that in the first place? And I'm not picking on anybody. Okay, if you smoke, you know I'm not picking on you. Please, okay. But what is it inside that needs to change for us to achieve this? Okay, for, for instance, I've, you know, I've been on this journey with my wife, and I hope she don't mind me putting her stuff out there. Okay, she's been on a journey of, of wanting to, to lose weight. And so on this journey, there's some things that she had to change inside of her to make that a reality. And by the grace of God, now she's lost like, what, 23 pounds, 24 pounds, something like that? Okay? But it's more than just a fad diet. It's more than just. It's more than just you know, doing this or doing that, but there, there are things inside that have to change, okay, you know, realizing why we eat, Re- you know what I mean, I mean, there's, there's things that have to change, what in me has to change, and then in order to, then, then to count the cost, what does it look like for me to do this, what disciplines do I need to achieve this thing, perhaps one of the disciplines, if you want to stop smoking, maybe it's Nicorette, I don't know, you know, for, you know, for example, uh, you know, just talking about like, you know, what foods do I need to stay away from, or if you're an addict and you, and you want to get away from addiction, what people do I need to stay away from to keep my sobriety? Wow. Come on now. Well, that's true. So good, man. man. And we can't compromise. We can't say, well, this is a, this is a wedding and so I'm going to have one drink. You can't. There isn't one. All it takes is one more glance back. Even Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. What happened to Lot's wife? She took one, she took one glance to look back at Sodom. It was her last glance. And she turned into a pillar of salt. Friends, what if that next glance is your last glance? Well, I'm gonna just and then before you know it, you're ODing on heroin. I mean, we don't know. Come on, man, this is a real that's a real story. That's a real deal. I know people like that. They got free, they got set free, man, they're plugged in the church. They had one relapse and they got kicked and it was over. It was the last relapse. And then then we're doing their funeral. Okay? What habits do I need to pick up? What healthy habits do I need for me to achieve this? How much time do I devote to this? This is all counting the cost. They count the cost. How much time do I need to devote to this thing? Friends, if you don't have a plan, then you're not going to have a success. So if you, if you want to plan, for instance, if, you're, if your goal is to grow spiritually, I read a few of those in here, then what are you putting in place for that to happen? You know what you need to do? You need to set aside a time during the day that you daily are are spending time in God's Word and that you're praying. If your goal is to grow spiritually, if that's your goal, for me to go to the next level, I need to grow closer to the Lord. Friends, I'm telling you, if you don't set aside time, you'll never have time because there's always something that will take your time away. There's always going to be a phone call. There's always going to be a a, a pop-up message. There's always going to be a text. If you're a parent, there's always going to be a crying child. There's always going to be a homework session. There's always going to be a this and a that. And you'll never have enough time. And so we have to count the cost. And so maybe for you, in order for that to happen, you have to wake up an hour before your family wakes up for you to get that time. Or perhaps for you, maybe after everyone goes to bed, even though you're tired, you have to sacrifice that last hour right before bed for you to get that time in with him. If you don't make, if you don't have a plan, you're not going to have a success. That's why we have to count the cost. Or perhaps it's going to cost you some sort of money. So, the, so then you have to count the cost and say, how much is this going to cost me? How can I fund this? Or perhaps, what can I do with the money I now save by not doing this anymore? I love what it says in Luke chapter 14, verse 25 through 33. Jesus talked about counting the cost. And this is what he says. He says, who of you by worrying can add a, a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very thing, why do you worry about the rest? I think I put the wrong one in here. I put Luke chapter 12. It's Luke chapter 14. I put the wrong verse. My bad. All right, let's read this. I'm like, wait, hold on here. This ain't right. Good, right? Come on. It says, large crowds were were traveling with Jesus and turning to them. He said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father or mother or wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Is that not about the most harsh, toughest statement you've ever heard? Is that a tough statement? If that's not a tough statement, then, then you're a, a stronger follower of Christ than I am, because, man, I still have a hard time trying to, even, trying to comprehend what even Jesus was talking about there. Even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. So if you're going around talking about, man, I'm going to lose weight, 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 and then you don't count the cost... You know what's happening? You know what the people are saying behind behind your back. I knew it wouldn't last. It's the truth. So what he's saying? You're gonna be ridiculed. Say, look at this fool. They went and they tried to do this and they didn't have no money. What were they thinking? Or oh, the person who wants to stop smoking cigarettes? Oh, they've done that ten times already. I know. You know they've done it for the last ten years. I know it ain't gonna work for them. Haters, look at your neighbor. Say, haters. Why are there always haters out here? You know what? You need to just be about it and say, I'm going to prove you wrong. No. <laughs> Why not? Maybe that can be some fire to, to allow you to achieve your goal and be healthy at the same way. Okay? Is, or, uh, suppose the king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. You know what I, lo- you know what I love about this? Sometimes we're called to fight and sometimes we've got to realize that, you know what, we, we, we're not supposed to fight. But see, we just got this fighting spirit. We want to fight all the time. Now you wonder why you're fighting with your wife all the time. You're, you're swinging against the wrong enemy i got this fight in me, Pastor. I'm called to spiritual warfare. Well, don't swing at your wife while doing it. She doesn't have the devil in her. (laughs) I promise you. You committed your life to her. She's not the devil. Okay? Even during that time of the month, she's not the devil, I'm telling you. (laughs) You need to have more grace. Boy, I'm about to get stoned in here. I just felt the whole mood shift. And all, I felt every single eye of every woman in here like, what did he just say? Because some of you all on it right now. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm being silly. Okay, bring it on back, bring it on back. Bring it on back, bring it on back. She's not the devil. Okay. Man, this is going on light. Lord, help me. Counting the cost. Sometimes we fight battles. Other times we need to just go ahead and wave that white flag. Gentlemen, I'll tell you, if you learn to wave that white flag, it'll be a lot better for you. Amen. Most of the time your wife is right. Amen. Probably 80% of the time. Amen. I've realized that over almost 15 years of marriage, that my wife is, is usually right. I've got it backwards. I say it was this, 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 and she says no, and she'll give me the facts. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to admit it. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> 30 years. Come on, that's awesome, brother. Not only do we have to count the cost, but friends, we got to cultivate understanding. Number four. Two more points. We got to cultivate understanding. What does that mean? Well, I had to use the word cultivate because it goes with my C's. And so I I wanted to say educate yourself, but that wasn't a C, so I made up a term. Cultivate understanding. The word cultivate actually means to acquire or develop. So what we want to do is we want to acquire or develop understanding around that thing which we want. We need to educate ourselves. If knowledge is power, then we need to be empowered. So, if, for instance, if you wanting to... And I am just keep using this because it's the first thing. It, it's not, you know, that I want everybody to, to start exercising. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you want to do. But if you want to, if you want to start uh, losing weight and living healthy, then you need to educate yourself on things that pertain to that. Right? If, you want to, if your goal for you to go to the next level is to have some sort of education in some area then you need to educate yourself on what that looks like. You need to study to show yourself approved. You need to go forward. You, we, need, we need to educate ourselves. And this is, what, this is the thing, friends. We don't, aim, aim, we, we don't aimlessly aim to achieve goals. In order for you to achieve something, you have to intentionally aim at that. So you need to be empowered on how to aim at that thing. So whatever that goal is, whatever it is for you to go to the next level, whatever, whatever it is in your life for you to do life big, Whatever it is that you feel is holding you back that you need to stop doing. Educate ourselves. I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, in verse 12 and 14. This is what he says. He says, not that I have already attained all of this or that I have uh, arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not commit, consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do: forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Friends, you need that. You need to understand that verse. That needs to be a, a, a word of the Lord for your life. That you no longer look at what's behind you, but that you put your focus of your attention and your affection on what's before you and what's above. There's an old saying, when the devil reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. Yeah, I might have been this. I might have done this dirt. I might have have messed up this way. But let me remind you where you're going. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. For Paul... His goal was a spiritual goal. He was was being called in a spiritual way forward. He wasn't aimlessly trying to achieve this thing. He was intentionally. Say intentional. Friends, we got to intentionally, that's why we got to cultivate understanding. We got to educate ourselves. We got to acquire and develop understanding on on this thing, this next level, whatever that is for us, that we can have the, the capacity to be to be empowered, to be able to achieve that thing. And then finally, friends, we got to celebrate small victories. Say, "Celebrate celebrate small victories. That's the fifth and final point. Give me a sec, sorry. We have to celebrate small victories. Whether it's every five pounds you lose or whether it's every day, that you have stayed away from alcohol or from drugs or from cigarettes, or whether that's every college course that you pass, or whether that's you received a raise or promotion at your job, or whether that's you stepping into your gifting, or whether your character was tested and you passed the test. Friends, whatever that small victory is, it needs to be celebrated. You need to celebrate small victories. That's why we celebrate baptisms. That's why we celebrate healing. It's why we have praise reports. It's why, why, we celebrate all victories because in the full spectrum of this, all of these things will bring glory to God, and that's the reason the purpose of the church is, friends. It's not to show how good we are or, or what we've attained. No, it's a small victory for the big purpose, for the big goal. If you committed yourself to lose weight, is the end result just losing weight? You're just doing it to lose weight? No. The end result is you want to be healthy. If, the end res- if, if you are saying no to alcohol or drugs or cigarettes or, or any kind of abuse of, of any kind of substance, are you doing that just so that you can you know, not do that anymore? No. The end result is you want to honor God with your temple, and so you're doing that to please Him. That's the end goal. But friends, every day that we say no to that needs to be every day we celebrate a victory of saying yes to Him. Celebrate small victories. We don't know how to do that. We don't know how to celebrate small victories. And the sad thing is, is friends, as a body of Christ, look at the people sitting around you. This is the body of Christ. When somebody else has a small victory, we need to celebrate that thing. We need to celebrate it with them. The Bible says that we are to what to weep with those who weep more with those who uh, mourn with those who mourn but friends we need to celebrate with those who celebrate we need to celebrate with them there was a small victory amongst the disciples in Luke chapter 10 here we're going to read this real quick Luke chapter 10 we're going to read 3 verses 17 through 20 little small victory amongst the disciples here This is what it says. It says, The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to to us in your name. Say, Small victory. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Powerful. Receive that. Say, I receive that. However,. However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submits to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Okay? Friends, we can celebrate small victories. He said, but however, Jesus says, let's look at the full, let's look at the, full, the, let's look at the long-term goal. The long-term goal isn't just for me to give you authority so that you can cast out demons. The long-term goal is that you're going to be with, your, with, with our Father in heaven. Friends, the long-term goal, what is the small victories that's going to the long-term goal? We, but we've got to celebrate every single one of those. Come on. Okay? Let's not get stuck on, on the small victories. We need to celebrate the small victories. That's why it's point, part f- uh, point five in my message. We need to celebrate them. But we need to celebrate them in the, the, the spectrum of seeing the full, the full goal of what's going to be at the end result. If the full goal at the end result is you growing closer to God and out of you drawing closer to God, you're going to be more like him because you're going to be a better mother, a better father, a better husband, a better, a better uh, wife. You're going to be a better son, a better daughter. You're going to be a better employer. You're going to be, you're going to, uh, whatever that is, there's an there's a end, end result that happens. Celebrate small victories because they lead to the big picture. Friends, uh, when, I call, when I call this the cycle of success, the reason I call it the cycle of success is because in this, it is a cycle. And you'll find yourself in this cycle, and you need to have this cycle. And this is the cycle. We have to commit to it. We have to connect with people around us about it. we got to cultivate it. we got to celebrate it. And then what do we got to do? Again, after your little celebration and your little, and your little balloons and whistles, we got to commit to it. we got to connect to people around us about it. We gotta cultivate it and we gotta celebrate it. And that's called the cycle of success. Friends, and you you find yourself doing that, staying in that cycle, you're gonna find yourself being in that place where you're at the next level, whatever that is. But you friends, you first have to commit to it. Then you have to connect. Then you have to cultivate. Then you have to celebrate. I call that the cycle of success. Okay? Friends, in order for us to walk in success, that's what we need. We need to have those cycles, good cycles, not bad cycles. I call it, because we also, uh, for a while there, I preached a message called the monotonous cycle, which has to do with us being in a place where we, you know, walk in victory, and then we stumble and fall, and then we crash down to the bottom. (laughs) And then we're like, okay, let me get back up on my feet, and I'm doing well, and yes, God, yay, and then, ah, and then crash again. I call that the monotonous cycle. We don't want that. We don't want that cycle of, of success, defeat, success, defeat, success, defeat. And you never and you never uh, punch past that pinnacle. Okay? We, we, want, we want a journey. We want a starting point and a finishing point. Okay? In order to, to get to that point, we've got to commit, connect, cultivate, and celebrate. Friends, the cool thing about this, the cool thing about what God is doing, the cool thing about God uh, taking us to the next level as a body of believers, we've got some things that we're going to celebrate as a body. Two things we're going to celebrate here. We're going to celebrate that God is doing amazing things in our, in our church. Okay? And so, if you have committed yourself today, there, I believe there's, there's a few individuals here today that have uh, committed themselves to being six people, that have committed themselves to being a, a head uh, teacher in our nursery, toddler, and preschool area. And in kids' church, there's six of these individuals. Pastor Joe, can you come up too? Could you... Could you stand up? Could you come up here with us today? Oh. Are there are there so are, are they coming? Oh they they see they're already back there. Come on up here. We have one other individual that's up in Kids Church. I don't know if they're coming down or not. But, see, this is the thing. This is what we're going to celebrate. We're celebrating. God is doing something awesome in the body of believers here at Vision Ministries. And that we're going to celebrate and we're going we're to pray and anoint. Individuals that have committed themselves to being a part of the body here. Okay, so uh, can we can I have, can we have some of our, our pastoral team come up? Is Laura, if you can come up, and and some of our board. this is cool. Say next level. level. God is good. We just want to, we want to pray a blessing and we just want to speak God's anointing because I'm telling you the Bible says that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these and to be a person that would commit themselves to saying, I want to see the spiritual well being of this church, the young people to grow and to flourish. That is an honor to be able to carry that responsibility. So, Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus, Father, for each and every one of these young women, Father, that have committed themselves to you, and that have committed themselves to your purpose, that have committed themselves to your kingdom, and God, have committed themselves to your young people. God, we thank you that, Father, they are your lambs. Father, and I remember the word of the Lord that you spoke over me many years ago. Father, when I was uh, God contemplating whether to go into full-time children's ministry, God, and this is what you told me. You said, feed my lambs. Feed my little lambs. So, Father, we just we speak that right now, God, over your daughters right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that they would have every tool necessary, God, to feed these young, these young ones, Father, with your word. God, that they would be encouraged, that they would be empowered. God, I thank you that, God, many of them are going to be coming in this place, coming from a place where, God, there's brokenness in their home. And they're going to come in here and they're going to be loved on. God, and they're going to be, God, they're going to feel important. God, they're going to feel, Lord Jesus, uplifted. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you would give each and every one of these young ladies, God, the anointing to carry this powerful and incredible service. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Not only is God doing awesome, incredible things in Vision Ministries, God is doing awesome things as the body of Christ as a whole. And so, being a part of the body of Christ as a whole, God is doing much more than things just at vision. God is doing stuff, incredible moves of things in other churches. And so, we also have another move that's going to be happening in our body. Tanisha, would you come up? I don't know how many of you guys know Tanisha. Because she has been with us for like eight or nine years. Something, almost seven years, almost seven years. I mean, this woman of God has just been just such uh, uh, an, an incredible uh, worshiper on stage. I mean, just committed herself. And, I mean, she sneaks out of here all the time to go serve in nursery and do all these different things. And the Lord is calling her uh, to, to, to an, she's going to a new level in her life. And the Lord's calling her to another ministry. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's kind of one of those, um, I don't know what you would call, bittersweet. bittersweet. That's exactly the word that, that, that I was thinking of. <laughs> Okay, no, I wasn't thinking of it, but it, it really is because, <laughs> because we love her and, and, it's, and it's, been, it's, it's been a delight to serve with her, but it's also bitter because we have to release her to, to follow the call of the Lord on her life and, 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 and go to the next level in and, and, and the new chapter in her life. So the one thing that we do as a body of believers, we believe in laying on of hands and praying that God's blessing be upon people that are, that are equipped in our ministry, and then also that we would lay hands on individuals and release them as well. So we're going to pray and we're going to, we're going to thank God for what God has done in and through Tanisha and her family. And that in this new journey and this new step with her, that God, uh, you know, we've already had some meetings. And I'm just excited to see what God is going to do. So, Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for Tanisha. God, we thank you, Father, for her joining with us here, God, for one, uh, God, one more service, God. And, and Lord, we just thank you. Father, we thank you. What a blessing and a, and a delight she's been to our ministry. God, what a blessing she's been to your kingdom. God, there have been so many people, God, that have been blessed, God, through her worship. God, there have been so many people that have been blessed, God, through the anointing and the call of God in her life. Lord, now we thank you, God, for this new season. God, we ask in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you would strengthen her with grace. God, we thank you that you would equip her with every tool necessary. God, that you would come into this new season, God, in a powerful manner. Lord, we thank you, God, that the blessing that she has been to this house, God, would she be, able be a blessing God, to this ministry. Father, we thank you for this. God, we speak blessing over her family, over her finances. God, we speak blessings over her children. God, spiritually, emo- emotionally, mentally, God, just th- we thank you for your favor that's upon her life. In Jesus' mighty name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Check this out. This is, how, this is how amazing this service It's been a little different service and I know I kind of went over. Check this out. This is how awesome this is. We've had a powerful encounter of the presence of the Lord today. We've had people that have taken up their step of faith and committed and stepped it up by being baptized. We have people that, are, that, have, taked, uh, that, that have taken the responsibility of the call of God in their life and have said, okay, I'm going to step it up in ministry here. And then we have people that have stepped it up and take responsibility and say, okay, God, you're commissioning me elsewhere. I'm going to answer that call in my life. What a powerful thing. Could you stand your feet with me? This has been an amazing, powerful service. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for how good you are. Lord Jesus. Father, I believe that there is a, the call of the Lord on each individual's life who is in this place. Lord, and perhaps we're in this place and we don't know what that looks like. Lord, would you give us the courage to take steps of faith towards that, God? Lord, perhaps we do know what that looks like. Perhaps we've been in rebellion. Perhaps we've been running like Jonah, running from